Welcome to Dragon Talk! Oh, your energy is so good. Oh, studio audience! Oh. Yay! Thank this you, is the official audience. Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Wow. I'm Shelly Mazenoble, and I'm joined by. I'm Kate Welch. I'm not Greg Tito. And? And I'm Bart Carroll. And not one of you is Greg Tito. No, not even a little bit. Because Greg Tito is wrestling bears. Yep. In he's, the woods. He's anti glamping. He's not here. This is the first ever Dragon Talk we were saying without Greg Tito. Dude, if it's if it's glamping for when you go glamorous camping, if Greg Tito is like off doing his bear wrestling, is it like gramping? <laughs> like he's grandpa camping? Yes. Yeah, that's the way your grandpa would camp. He wrestles bears. You have to. Greg, for all we know, is like in a hotel on the Washington coast right yeah. now, but I think he's camping. Yeah. I think he's been there a week and it just sounds awful. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope you're having yeah. fun, Tito. We miss you. Not, no, thank you. Um, so, yeah. So, um, I also, I don't pay a lot of attention, like, when I'm co-hosting. Right. So, I don't actually know the format of this show. Me neither. I am fairly certain that we are going to talk about some stuff, some, like, newsy bits. Okay. We are going to um, have a fantastic interview uh-huh. with a lovely young man yes. who is about 13 years old named Ethan Holt. Yay. And he is a big fan of D&D and an amazing spokesperson. And we're going to interview him and his dad later. Okay. Um, and then we're going to have a segment. Lore You Should Know. Lore You Should Know. Ooh. And then. Is that Christopher Perkins coming yeah. in for that? Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally is. And Greg, will, Greg will be oh, in thank for that. So don't don't worry. There is there is some something about this podcast you'll want to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. Besides the lovely Kate and Bart, <laughs> but thank you for joining me because it takes two people, Maybe. I guess, it to does. to prop me up. It does. Yep. It really, literally does because one of you should be on either side of me. What is the what, what kind of newsy bits would you like to talk about today? Why don't we talk about some um, new releases? Sure. And upcoming releases? Yeah. Okay. Um, one thing that I'm really excited about is those fantastic Young Adventures guidebooks mm. oh, by too. 10 Speed Press. Yeah. Are those out now? They are. There's two of them that are out now. Um, they are for ages 8 to 12, and we have Monsters and Creatures. And Warriors and Weapons, those both are out now, available yes. now. Yes. I mean, in the fall, you'll get two more. I think they've been announced. I'm sure they have. They have been announced. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're coming out in October. Wizards and Spells and Dungeons and Tombs. But these are just, they're such good, well-written books by our friend Jim Zub. Mm-hmm. And they just give you like just bits of information that you need for that young adventure in your life. Oh. They're also great for people maybe like myself, that don't know, like, all the lore of Dungeons & Dragons. And they're just easy to read. And now, like, when next time I encounter, like, say, a flump, like, I'm going to have a little bit of background. It's a little meta. I get it. Yeah. But yeah. right now, I'm like, I always have characters that are, like, they're just new to the world. Because I didn't know what a flump did, because I really probably don't know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, but they're great. It is. It's good for kids and lazy people. Good for kids and lazy Nothing. I have a DM question <laughs> on that. How do you handle that where your lazy, players know a lazy person? what they're facing, but yeah. the characters might not? Well, I believe the term for that is metagaming. Yes. Right? And you're supposed to not allow that to happen. I, as a DM, very rarely uh, encounter it. Most people are like, would I know what this is? Mm. Um, and you're like, sure, do a, a, a history check or something. And so that that 
you'll find out if their character knows what they know. Okay. That's, that's the kind of thing. So if I say that and like I honestly don't know, yeah. then that is a way for me to get information yep. as a player. Yes. Because I always sometimes I've played with people that something will come up and they'll go, oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know what it is. Okay. I do. I'm like, so don't guilty know. You're, of You that. might, but your character does not know. Right. It's yeah. tricky. Yeah. The metagaming can be tricky. But, yeah. but I mean, you can react to it and be like, oh, I love a flump. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally that's totally fine. But if if then your character's like, this here's a flump and that's that's a little sketch. So yes, it works both ways of like if you roll super low, your character doesn't know what this is and you can't metagame. But also if you mm. don't know yeah. and you're like, can I roll to see if I know what this is and you roll super high, then the DM might give you information and, and, and then teach my you about the thing. does know. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A lot more sense. Um, something else that's out now is the Dungeons and Dragons Essentials Kit. That's right. Mm-hmm. It is. Is um, it still a Target exclusive? It's still a Target, but um, on September 3rd, it will be available everywhere. Everywhere you look. Yeah. There it is. Um, everything that you need to run a, a game, a D&D game, something I think is very, very cool is that it is for one to five players. Mm-hmm. Is that a typo, Kate Welch? It is not, Shelley Mazanova. How can you play Dungeons and Dragons with one person? Well, the Essentials Kit contains... <laughs> what might my character know about playing Dungeons & Dragons? <laughs> Do I know the answer to give this? A, I will. Uh, give me a history check on that, please. That was a dice roll. <laughs> oh, Yay! Helen, we go, Helen, we should just have a you. d20 on this table at all do. times. Oh, I got oh, you four? You got a four? Yeah. Okay. Looks like you I don't, should... Yeah, you don't know read. what's in this Essentials oh, Kit. Oh, I know Mark what's Oh, Bart. <laughs> you know the Essentials Kit exists, but you got no idea what's in it. Hmm. No, the the reason I believe that... the I didn't work on the Essentials Kit myself, but it contains um, a, a very a cool new, very lightweight system of sidekicks. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that the reason you're able to play this with one person is because you're, uh, you are mechanically equipped to... Uh, recruit sidekicks that will help you along the way. So you don't actually need party members. You can just that have, have yourself. Awesome. Yeah, I, I believe you still need a DM and one player. I don't think I don't think it's a it's a DM this yourself kind of a game because that's that's not mechanically s- sound. But I could be wrong about that. I don't know. I, I, I think it's DM and roll ooh, the die. Okay, yeah, the Adventure see. System board game does a pretty good job see. of. Uh, oh, oh yeah, that's a natural she's got a one. one. We actually have one. no idea what we're yeah, talking about I, here. I don't know where I am. Tito, come back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I believe that's the case. So side, the sidekick system is what equips you to to be able to play this with just one player. I asked this of Jeremy Crawford in, in Dragon Plus. Who's your favorite sidekick? Not in the Essentials Kit, but in, in all of humanity. All of in all of. I already know the answer. Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. That's my favorite sidekick of uh-huh. all time. Yeah. What about you? Um, I got stumped asking that question. I'm now I'm stumped again. I was just going to. <laughs> I keep reverting to Robin. Not because I think he's the greatest character, he's... but he's definitely wish fulfillment of, well, you're not Batman, right. but you want to hang out with Batman. That is, so who I think is that's that? Great. Yeah. That's great for Batman or great if you're Robin? It's, it's great if you're Robin. If you're Robin, yeah. Batman, you've got to, you know. I know. I was going to say that. That seems really annoying. Sidekick that may or may not be helpful. But for like if you're a kid, he's got like kid he's skills. He's, yeah. you know, an Small acrobat. Small hands. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You, watch, you know your Teen Titans show. <laughs> I watch Teen Titans every morning. Yes. Really? At least two episodes. Amazing. Every morning. It's a good, it's a good show. Me and, me and the Q-ster. The Q-ster. <laughs> that's our favorite. He's my favorite sidekick. Oh, that's really sweet. There you go. I believe we had another announcement just yesterday. What's that? Recently. What? Um, we have Tyranny of Dragons coming out. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. That cover. Isn't it lovely? Hydro 74. Busting that, it out. I told... Um, 
Shauna that if I ever wanted a tattoo, that would be my tattoo. Where would you get it? Just all over the place. Just all over me. Yeah. No, I said I was going to be on my back, like Ben Affleck's giant dragon tattoo, Ooh. but not really. Then you could be the girl with the dragon tattoo and the red dragon uh, Hannibal Lecter guy and at the a, same time. Mm. I could get a pearl earring and be the girl with the pearl earring. <gasps> and the dragon and the tattoo. the girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> be a good Halloween costume. If you could, like, heap on... As many references as possible. Yes. If folks could pick them out. Yes. Yeah. It would be like a hidden picture thing. But yeah, Tyranny of Dragons is uh, a couple of the early Tiamat based adventures Mm -hmm. in one supplement. We've updated them, added some. some Horde of the Dragon Queen and Rise of Tiamat. Mm -hmm. Correct. And um, they. I think what Nathan was telling me on uh, Spoilers and Swag is that those early adventures were a little rough around the edges, so we have polished them to a fine sheen. Love it. Um, and have improved them in notable ways. So that'll be a good a good pickup. And slots pretty well into Avernus if you are the kind of person who wants a little uh, flavor of Tiamat in hell. Who doesn't? If I went to hell and didn't see Tiamat, I'd be like, I want my money back. Yep. Give it this back. This sucks. Yeah, I Give agree. me my five-footed dragon. We didn't... So Tiamat is a, a pretty minor character in <gasps> the book, Descent to Avernus, because we've already done so much Tiamat content. Mm. We didn't want her to run the show, which is very easy to do with Tiamat. We wanted it to be more about the other entities in hell. But because we have so much Tiamat content out there, you can just socket those together. There you throw go. T- throw Tiamat down there. You want more Tiamat in hell? Yeah. You got it. You got it. I love the lady villains. I do, too. I love Dude, Zerial. Yes. I should send you my Zerial short story that I wrote. You, that was the base for chapter three of Descent into Avernus. Oh. Where's it going? Yeah, wait, Extra Life. Uh, Dragon Let's Plus. release it. I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. We'll Why? see. Well, because I, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll see. It might be. It might be. Tell us all the possible. legal implications. Or I mean, it I think might be scheduled content. for something else. Uh, it might be scheduled for something else. It also might not. T- be the right timing. I don't know if Extra Life is before or after Descent into Avernus. After. after. Okay. All right. Well, then we can talk. We can talk. <laughs> Let's we'll see. All right. We'll, see. well in, in any case, I would love to read your short story. Okay. You I'll know who else I love? Zuggy. Okay. I call her Zuggy. Zug it. Uh, Zug- Zugmoy? Yeah. yeah. She's, I love her. She's incredible. She is incredible. I was I really excited her. about her wedding. I really love love. I remember that. Remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, super inspired. Joy Blacks, did they yeah. get married? Gross. He's um, disgusting. He's gr- she, can mean, do, she can do better. She can clearly Ooh, do better. Yeah. But I don't feel like that was really a, a marriage out of love. No. I Opportunity. Totally. Yeah. She's smart. She was really pretty, though, on her wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're very into the Bachelorette territory. Yeah. yeah. I did go there. Dude, we definitely should do D&D villain Bachelorette. I'm just saying. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, well, that, that's great. Thank you for that. We're going to do a segment now. We're going to do the Lore <gasps> You Should Know segment with Chris Perkins Lord, and Greg Tito. Know. And you can do our theme song. There it is. Do I, do I need to leave? I think we'll, I no. Think oh, okay. What it's about really Laura You Should Know? Oh. <laughs> do we, we're just interview people named Laura. Yes. You should know. That you should know, which is all of them. Everyone is valid. As Not all Thank you. As long as their name is Laura. You Should Know. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another segment of Lore You Should Know. That is where we go into little bits of Dungeons & Dragons lore for you to use in your game or just for you to know because it's fun. I am Greg Tito. I'm joined by Mr. Chris Perkins. Hi. How you doing? Pretty good. You are here to discuss Thay. 
Oh, Thay. Not necessarily, because I think we've done one of these on the Red Wizards of Thay specifically, but we're going to talk more about Thay. Of course, you know, including a lot of the Red I mean, Wizards. Yeah, it's hard to separate the people from the place. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I just want to know about the geography. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> well, this is going to be short then. <laughs> yeah, right. There's land and sea. Done. Right. So the continent of Faerun, which is a vast, vast continent on the world of Toril, a.k.a. the Forgotten Realms. Yes. Um, if you were to sort of start on the Sword Coast, sort of the westward edge of this great continent, and continue east inland for, oh, about 3,500 miles. Whoa you would eventually come, after crossing the Sea of Falling Stars and passing over such glorious nations as Cormier and Sembia and Rashomon, a gigantic plateau, hundreds of feet tall, soaring high into the sky and so vast as to be almost like a just impossibly long plateau, perched atop which is an entire nation known as Thay. And they've always, they have always been. <laughs> they of they. They of they have always been on this plateau. That's where there was like that, civilization that's was born. Where, that's where the civilization stands today. That's where it's stood for time immemorial. Interesting. Um, Do they always have the, the nasty reputation that they currently have? Yes. 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 As, as many wizards who uh, abuse their power, their, their magic, um, are, are similarly guilty of. But they is a majocracy. It is a society built on, uh, the, on power and magic. And magic is supreme. And those who are in charge are the most powerful wizards in the land. So they become and, like the top caste level of... Exactly. And it is a caste society. Mm. There are the wizards of Thay, or more precisely the red wizards of Thay, called that because of their red robes. They rule the empire, the, the majocracy, and everybody else is beneath them in a subordinate class, in a, in a lower caste. Yeah. And the plateau is meant to be, is meant to be symbolic in a way. It, is, it typifies this notion that Thaeans think of themselves as above everyone else, mm. as superior in every way. And the height sort of reflects that arrogance. Interesting. So they're literally looking down upon the rest exactly. of Faerun. Exactly, yes. Wow. Yes. yes. And when red wizards show up in far-flung places like Luskin or Waterdeep, they're greeted with great suspicion because of the reputation that they bear, which is of a conquering people mm. who like to dominate and control everything and everyone around them. Uh, yeah, that would be have a bad reputation for all their yeah. neighbors. Yeah, they're generally speaking lawful evil bent. Got it. Now, there are um, exceptions to every rule, of course. Not every red wizard is an evil tyrant, but many of them aspire to be. And their leader is the epitome of that. Who is their leader? Zastam, the lich. Tried to be a god, didn't quite make it, which really gets under his skin. <laughs> Does he uh, have skin? <laughs> he, doesn't, he has desiccated skin. <laughs> he's not a skeletal lich in the way he's just bones yeah. you know, under robes. He's still got some skin on him, but he's all dried out and emaciated, almost mummy-like. And uh, he is is the greatest of the Zulkirs, which are the wizards who preside over each school of magic in Thay, Uh, his school being necromancy, duh. (laughs) Um, And yeah, he tried to do what um, uh, an old Netherese wizard back in the day 
tried to do a wizard named Karsus, which is cast a spell that can turn him into a god. But mm. it didn't work. And so uh, he still languishes as an undead in the world, but is considered to be one of the great villains of the Forgotten Realms campaign setting. And it's been that way. How, how long has he been ruling, Thay? <sighs> long time. Centuries. Yeah. And he's been in the game a long time, ever since Thay was first talked about in first edition in um, a product called Dreams of the Red Wizards. Sastam has been a central figure from there on. He also appeared prominently and on the cover of Unapproachable East, a third edition hardcover book um, that I particularly liked. I think it was one of the stronger FR products to come out of third edition. That is pretty cool. I like the title. Unapproachable East. East. Yes, exactly. Well, there's, Thay is not alone in the East. There are other realms out there that are considered to be um, dangerous or threatening. To the Sword Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, how was how Thay founded? Like, when did the mageocracy kind oh, of good lords. make its... I don't necessarily need to know when, but like um, how in the far reaches of... Like, how is it older than Waterdeep? Is it... Let's you know? find out very quickly. Okay. Yeah, because there is this idea of this ancient evil uh, that I want to make sure is, is correct. I have in my head, as you're knowing, like, they've been around for a long time uh, in the game, so I want to see if that's... If that, Ancient DOS, you know, uh, uh, evil is, is more true. than a thousand years. More than a thousand years. Yeah, yeah. So the establishment of the Zulkirs as the ruling body of Thay um, isn't that old. It's about four hundred years old. Okay. Um, the realm is about fifteen hundred years old. Interesting. All right. So like right around the the new calendar. Then, mm-hmm. um, what was it about? Yes. The, oh, Zastan became a lich in 1159 DR, in case you're curious about that. I was curious about that. That would be about 300 years ago. Okay. So somewhat recently that they've, they've been more politically active in, in, mm-hmm. in that way, right? Yeah. Um, what, what's it like for the day-to-day in, in, if, if, if there were adventurers who were going into Thay? What, what would they encounter? Um, the first thing they might notice is that Thay employs a lot of undead oh. um, in, in roles of defense. You know, why, why throw living soldiers at a problem when you can just reanimate your dead enemies and put them on the border? Uh, so there's a sort of ghastliness to that. <laughs> that becomes readily apparent when you start moving into their territory. I think what you also feel when you enter Thay is the weight of oppression. Um, people who, well, it, it's, a, it's actually more complicated than that. People in Thay actually are pretty safe. You know, the wizards who oversee them are, they're not taking out their angers for frustrations are at all in the populace. All of Thay's aggression is directed beyond its borders. So if you live in Thay, I guess it would be akin to living in Nazi Germany if you're a German, mm. you know? Um, yeah. Until, until there's an actual external threat to you, you don't feel threatened. Um, you sort of, or you just learn to live in the society you're in and have a generally peaceful existence where the government doesn't overburden you. Um, I see. And then there, you know, agriculture. And, there's, and, yeah, and, there's and agriculture. Yeah, things, exactly. Just like All the normal things. And th- they do trade with, with outsiders. People do come to Thay to trade and whatnot, and that's perfectly allowed. It's not like as soon as you cross the border, they're going to check your papers and then throw you in a prison or enslave you or something. Okay. That's, that's um, interesting to know. Yeah. Uh, is there anything uh, that's ex- exported from the plateau that, that could only be, you know, do they create more magic items? They than do. They're, they're, they're one of the most sophisticated modern magical societies in the Forgotten Realms. And as a, as a consequence, a lot of what comes out of there is magic. Now, it's guarded in some respects. 
they may they may create potions and scrolls and sell those abroad, but they're not going to give away their most powerful magic. Right. That that they'll turn on their enemies. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it might be a reason why adventurers are going there. Yes. Yeah. To find some of this. Yeah. Now, in recent products, we've shaken up Thay a little bit to indicate that there's some turmoil. Um, that this, the, the status quo there is kind of unsteady. This idea that um, there are th- there are Thayan wizards who would like Zastham to go away. Um, oh, he, he's he's fallen out of favor because of his failed spell. Not not necessarily that, but because of his manner of dealing with other wizards and um, his the the fact that. He's just got a horrible reputation. Right. Um, so they're trying to depose him. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, Red Wizard exiles who no longer feel like they're safe in Thay and have traveled abroad and tucked themselves away in remote places out of Zastam's reach in theory uh, so that they can stage an uprising um, and uh, get, you know, sweep away all the death and undeath and the domination of necromancy because that's one of the issues that they deals with while you can be a wizard of any school and uh like abjuration transform uh, transmutation whatever the school of necromancy really kind of holds um true power there because of zastam and his pearl clutching i see um, so there are a lot of wizards who would like to see the other schools <laughs> prosper like, why does an illusion get the, all the, the <laughs> cool stuff that necromancy gets? <laughs> and I mean, there are, there are illusionists, Red Wizard illusionists, who are perfectly happy to serve under this lich regime. regime yeah. Um, if it serves their own interests. But yeah, so there's a lot of instability in Thay. And it's probably good because that sort of keeps Thay from organizing and becoming a uh, Third Reichish world threatening. Thing. And that, that has happened in the Forgotten Realms yeah. past, right? Yeah. yeah, we've had, we've used they to various extents over the years as a, hey, DM, if you want a, an uber threat uh, to the nation, a political, a political uber threat, they is a really good choice. Right. Has, what, what kind of wars has it uh, been in? You know, I mean, has it fought Cormier? Has it fought the, the uh, Lord's Alliance? It's of- fought a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yes, and yes. Yeah, and um, the, I'm trying to think if there's been anything recent. Oh, there are all these different battles and things, but full-scale war, nothing within the past hundred years. I see. So it's been a rebuilding century for them as, as Tam's. Uh, w- when did that yeah. spell fail? Was that, was that in a, a product? Is that why? You- uh, yeah, we talked about that a little bit in the Unapproachable East. Um, it, so there are things you can do and you things you can't do, and, and we don't have a spell that says become a god, right? But um, in the as a story device, um, Zastam's rise to power. There was a novel about him too, and I'm, the name I'm spacing on the name of it, mm. uh, which really got into Zastam's head. Um, goodness. Because he was used as a uh, uh, the narrator, or, yeah. or yeah. yeah, he was a central focus or a focus character. Oh, what was that's it fantastic! Good Norse, can't remember. My brain is spacing. Sorry, folks. It's Friday afternoon. It's a Friday afternoon. Things are going. Yeah. Um. So you know, while this can be used as a as a political threat, uh, for sure. Uh, what? Uh, 
it sounds like the foiling of his spell was was something that adventurers had done. Is that not true? Uh, yeah, there's. Um, yes, yes, um, but part of it too is hubris, right? Um, I think he just bit off more than he could chew. I see. With um, his with his unhealthy teeth. It's never easy becoming a god. <laughs> um, you need worshippers for one thing, and that's you know part of what he's always angling to do is tr- be treated in his current role almost as a god. Right. And, you know, he hasn't earned it. How does that conflict with uh, the actual gods that are out there? Like uh, uh, They laugh Merkel at him. They mock him. And, and Bane and all of them. They're like, no, you'll never be um, one of us. Well, Merkel and Bane are interesting choices because they're so weird. Uh, and they're sort of these god, demigod-like figures yeah. now. Um, well, you know, if you're going to become a god, this is a little off topic, but if you're going to become a god, first thing you have to do is you have to mass a, a substantial density of followers, worshippers, essentially, so that the, the cosmic forces of the multiverse recognize you. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you might have to kill off another god to take their portfolio because there aren't just portfolios floating around the astral plane waiting to be seized. Uh, so you kind of have to take somebody else's space. That's what uh, Karsus tried to do, the Netherese wizard who tried to, be, who tried to um, ascend to godhood. He tried to replace Mistral, yeah. the goddess of magic. And she said, nope, and smote him as he was making the attempt. Uh, with Zastam, you know, he's got to seize upon somebody else's portfolio, be that... You know, depending on the timeline, Kalimvor, the god of death, or um, the Raven Queen, if you've got a campaign with her in it, and Zastam, yeah. or uh, Jurgle, or any other god that has ever existed, he's got to take their stuff. It sounds like this could be a really interesting, like, high, high, mid to high level kind yeah. of campaign that, yeah. that once you realize that there's this extra threat mm-hmm. of this nation of a majorocracy yeah. led by this, this, this leader. Yeah, it could be a, a, a thwarting this plan or mm-hmm. or uh, trying to supplement uh, what yeah. he's doing would be and, really and fascinating. Practically speaking, it, it wouldn't be impossible, particularly if you had red wizards on your side who would like to see him, you know, finally ousted. Yeah, I could see that too. Going from like, yeah, location to location, trying to get these expatriates yeah. from Thay and being like, exactly. right, what can we do yeah. to stop this? guy? But in the interim, Zastam remains a threat because as he continues his bid toward godhood, he is going to do things like try to conquer other nations for their resources or to terrify people into worshiping him. Yeah. Um, what is Thay's, uh, you know, uh, do they have an outward goal that everyone knows Conquest. about? Just taking over as much as they can. Protecting what they have and taking over everything else. Yeah. So do they have states that are subservient to them at this point? Um, at this point, they have, there's land around the, the plateau that they control, but the, the nearest nations are not directly under their sway. That said, there are Thean enclaves scattered throughout the Forgotten Realms. Oh. Um, we've showcased one or two over the years uh, where the Theans operate out of to manipulate events. If you played through the intermediary, um, um, there were some intermediary adventures we did between 4th and 5th edition that featured they prominently. And w- one of the ideas was they were infiltrating settlements and towns and cities like Daggerford and other places on the coast. Uh, to try to create new bases and um, dominate or enslave uh, the the people there, yeah. um, so that they can basically rule puppet kingdoms, um, garner resources and influence that way, and eventually 
you know, when they do organize into a full-blown assault, they've got all these other places they can go to. And the thing about wizards is they know portals and they know teleportation. So if Theans wanted an army in Waterdeep, even though, they're th- even though their nation is 3,500 miles away, yeah. magic could facilitate that pretty easily. So the building of teleportation circles and secret places, all these things are the kinds of things. You have to think like a wizard, right? You have certain spells that allow rapid transit of large numbers of people. If you want to invade, you don't invade the person next to you. You invade the country a thousand miles away mm-hmm. and nobody hears about it until it's too late. Right. It's a nice way to bring like modernity of, of deploying forces mm-hmm. to a fantasy setting like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. since portals are such a big part of the Forgotten Realms, should, should they decide that they, you know, want to control more of them, that would be to the detriment of everybody. Because um, then, you know, they could show up in your backyard and there's not much you could do. Yeah. And they're, oh, yes, let's muster an army and yes. defeat them there. But then all of a sudden the, yeah. the, the threat is actually, that yeah. was just a feint and they're somewhere else. Something else to bear in mind too is that um, Zastam, like Karsus, who tried to take Mistral's place, um, Karsus's ultimate goal, of course, was to not only take Mistral's place as a god, but then have control over the weave itself. It is very much in Zastam's interest and has been for him to gain that level of power, where not only does he have control over the weave, but then can modify it so that only he and those like him can use it. Oh, so it's not just a conquering of territory. Yes. It's like he wants to conquer magic, magic. itself. Yeah, exactly. The Ooh. conquering of magic itself is a huge thing for Theans because if they are the only ones who can control magic, then they are the only wizards, and that to them is how it should be. Fascinating because that's almost like, you know, in, in our times, like controlling the internet or like controlling yes. something that like is, is yeah. super powerful, but yeah. Exactly. To control magic is to control the world in their mind. Interesting. They sound like terrifying villains. They are. Yeah. And we'll probably see them again because they are such good go-to villains. I like that. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Chris. Uh, I'm sure we'll spawn lots of questions from uh, delving into the Red Wizards of Thay and Zaztam. Uh, if people wanted to ask you any more specific questions, uh, what's your uh, home address? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what's your Twitter handle? <laughs> Shockingly easy to find out, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, my Twitter handle is chrisperkins at dnd. Excellent. All right. Look at it. Chris Perkins DND. Sorry. At Chris Perkins DND. <laughs> yeah. It's just Chris Perkins at DND, D&D. from now on. Yeah, 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 I love that. You're that making your own Twitter. Yeah. It's at DND. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much. We will delve into more lore in future segments. Thank you. That was, wasn't that good? Lore, you should know. Outstanding. Do you feel like like your lore knowledge has just like went? Absolutely, she was wonderful. Not Laura. Oh, different. Okay, oh, different my, segment. Is, he's gonna. I gotta go. This is gonna have, go on for I have, a really. I have long a time. real job. Okay, so Bart. Yes, lore. You should know. Yes, lore. Yes. No, not Laura. Okay. Okay. Um, why don't we go to our interview now with um, Ethan Holt and his wonderful dad Brett? Holt. Let's please. Let's yes. Do it. Let's do it. Where, where are they? Right get, here. get in here. We are here with our very, very wonderful special guests, Ethan Holt and Brett Hi. Holt. Hi. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming here. So, Ethan, how old are you now? Twelve. Twelve? Did yeah. you just have a birthday? Um, yeah. Did you just turn twelve? Yeah. You were eleven when all this happened? Yeah. Wow. It's even more impressive Happy now. Happy birthday, Ethan. Happy birthday, Ethan. Did you get anything cool for your birthday? D&D. 
Oh yeah. D and D. What what D and D did you get for your birthday? Um, let's see. Lol's Guide to Monsters. Nice. That's a really water deep dragon heist. Excellent. Oh. Um, some more D and D. I forgot what type of cards, but oh, cool spell, like cards? spell cards maybe. Yeah, and then I got the D and D. Let's see. Um, I got the D and D. Um, the cards, but they're magic cards. Oh, very nice. Those are cool. Those are collector's items. Yeah. Whoa. Nice. Good That's haul. Awesome. I saw a picture of you on Twitter standing behind your enormous display of Dungeons and Dragons products. Yes. What? Like it was, it, it, you had to use a special, the, the fishbowl lens to capture all of this. <laughs> we didn't have a kitchen table for two days because he took it over. <laughs> that <laughs> that was this up. quite amazing. Um, so, Shelly, why that, do we have these wonderful Why do guests? we have these wonderful people here yeah. to talk about their awesome D&D collection? So, correct me if I'm wrong, Ethan, but I do believe a video of you giving a presentation went around Twitter in which you, as a sixth grader, yeah. your assignment was to do a enormous paper, like mm-hmm. 1,800 words or something. Yes, exactly. And a presentation yes. about something you're passionate about. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. And the teacher didn't say everybody has to do a presentation on Dungeons and Dragons. You mm. said, hmm, something I'm passionate about, D&D. Yeah. Everybody so, chose different stuff. What else did people choose? I'm just curious. Um, someone did cake, ba- cake you know, like cake decorating, nice. uh, oh. display food. What? Um, These are all sixth graders? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone also did, like, I guess, fashion. Oh, Wow. Okay. That's really cool. So, uh, first of all, we think that's a lot of work for sixth grade. I mean, it kind of sounds like college. Yeah. At least my college. It was a very liberal arts college, and I was a theater major. So, <laughs> nice. That's kind of <laughs> way more work than I ever had to do in college. <laughs> um, but watching your presentation, I. Lo- I just loved it, and I was—I told Kate earlier. I confess, I might have gotten a little misty-eyed because yeah. you were just—you were so—you just like you nailed it. Everything that we love about D and D, everything that we say D and D is about, and what it should be about, you just—you captured all of it. But I also your command of the room was like, like you just got up there. I don't know what you're like in real life. I'm getting a sense of that. But when you were up in front of the class, you were like D and D. Here's my key selling point. Here's this. Here's this. Anyone have any? Can anyone tell me the answer to that? Yes. Sophie. Yes. What was that? Great. Yes. Great answer. Incredible. You in the back. Hunter. What was that? I'm like, who is this kid? <laughs> like, you are just oozing charisma and confidence. And like, are you always like that? Or was it just you were excited about talking about D&D? I was excited about talking about D&D. Because you were amazing. Like, you can tell your classmates were all like, Yes, we are in. We we get this. We're excited. Do any of them play D&D? Had they known about D&D before your presentation? Well, no one really had, I guess, known about it. Or no one really knew a whole bunch of rules at the start of a year. But then that's kind of when I started playing D&D with, like, two other people in my class. Oh, okay. And so that's when I started making a map and... Uh, bigger, I guess, and some people kind of learned a little bit about that during that time, but then I guess people learned a lot during my presentation. That's yeah. awesome. Ethan, let's go back. Let's go back in time. Tell Way me back. Tell me what got you into Dungeons & Dragons. Um, what got me in was, well, 
At first, I got the starter kit. Nice. I didn't really know what Dungeons and Dragons was at all. How old were you? Um, maybe ten. Ten. So okay. This is like way, way back. back. Nice. Like at least Ages eleven ago. months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're a relatively new D and D fan, and you started with a starter set. Yeah. Um, and did your dad run the game, or did you run the game? Um, actually, I didn't really start until maybe. Last well, so, you tried. So we get the set. So okay. I have n- I'm learning from my child. Nice. Dungeons and Dragons. Very you cool. never played D&D. I have never played D&D before. What? So as he we get the starter kit just cuz we hear from a friend saying, you know, this would be a really good way for him to engage and bring in some other friends. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And as we get it, of course he goes, "Dad, can you can you DM?" And I'm like, "I, I, don't, I don't know how know, to do I don't this. even know what you're asking me." <laughs> <laughs> but did, uh, did you learn? I didn't. I, I'll claim that I did. We try. We're looking. I'm like, oh, I don't know. We got this. So, but I think it works out better because he, of course, says, "Well, all right, we'll we'll figure this out." And you were able to then go with the club. Yes. And through this all, I think the result of me not taking it and he just took it by the horns. I'm going to learn this. He's the DM. Nice. He's been able to dive into this so much more, and I'm asking him the questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, exactly. He, oh, yeah. yep. <laughs> I am the Padawan here, and he nice. is the one I go to. So do you like, Ethan, do you like being a player or a dungeon master more? I actually prefer the player, but I guess I have to be the dungeon master because no one else really knows as much. That's, isn't this how, like, 95% of dungeon masters are born? <laughs> it's classic, it's, yeah. Because nope, they're just like, I want to play, and nobody knows how to do this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you're probably going to be a dungeon master a lot in your life, but secretly that's my favorite role to play. So I think as you as you DM more and more, you might find that you enjoy it more and more. What are you planning to do with Dragon Heist? Are you going to run that for your friends? Um... Well, first I need to read about it yep. a lot more. you got to read that book. I know you just got it. You're going to ask Kate for the cliff notes because she worked one, on that I book. Did. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I worked on it a little bit. But, yeah, that's a, that's a really, really fun adventure to run. And so if you can get somebody else to DM for you, you'll have a good time. But I think you'd make a really good dungeon master yeah. on that one. I mean, judging from his presentation skills, yes. This, you, I'm sorry. You have, you have dungeon master <laughs> in your blood. <laughs> that sounds like it, yeah. He, is just, he was so good. So, Ethan, you mentioned, too, that you got your class classmates into playing D&D. Yeah. So tell me more about how that worked. Did you, did, did they didn't know about D&D? You were just like, hey, will you please play D&D with me? Or how did, how did it go? Um, it was pretty much like that. And then I guess I didn't really know how to be a dungeon master that much during that time. So I guess I started off, I made a lot of mistakes, uh-huh. yes, such as normal. giving people way too much gold, silver, <laughs> like thousands and thousands at level five. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, they'll, That's, like, for them, they're like, this is sound, a great experience. Yeah, I was I like, you sound like game. a great dungeon master. <laughs> I know. I don't me, think yeah. so far there's nothing. I'm not hearing the mistakes. <laughs> right. <here. laughs> same, same. But then, well, farther back, I also started, I made the three stakes mistake recently when I kind of forgot a bit about oh, managing my gold, but level one, like thousands of platania. Uh-huh. Okay. So it didn't really go so well, and I kind of had to say, okay, now you've gotten robbed. There you go. See? Oh, that is, the, that is that amazing. Is the, that is the Dungeon Master way. If you make a mistake, guess what? You just fix it. That is exactly and they, they what you do. they don't know. The players don't they know. They have no idea. Yeah. So... 
I, I'm going to tell you, maybe you've heard me talk about this. My first time DMing, that was my only time DMing. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited, but really scared and nervous. And I prepared and prepared and prepared and prepared. And my critical mistake was that I prepared one way that this adventure could possibly go, which everybody knows. It's, you, D&D is not on rails. There's right. no way that you're going to know that your players are absolutely going to go right. Yep. And everything I had planned was to the left, basically. <laughs> yep. um, so when they turned left, immediately I was like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. I just fell apart. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And uh, I, I got to go. Like, I just I hated <laughs> it. It was awful. I just I couldn't ever regain. I, I wasn't quick on the fly. And then I was sad about DMing for years. And then somebody who actually works on the D&D team and actually expends considerable time making rules for Dungeons & Dragons said this little bit of information. Oh, you don't have to know the rules? No. I'm like, are you kidding me? You like, you, We don't. have books and books of rules. Why are, are you the person who writes the rules saying that? And they were like, the only rule you need to know is that you have fun and just make sure your players have fun. Yep. So knowing that now, I still haven't DM'd, but I'm like warming up to it, um, is that you don't have to know what's going to happen at every turn. And you kind of innately knew that by like fixing the whole money situation. Like I would, that would have just, that would have crushed me. I would have just left the room and never came back. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you know that. And these are like good, like these are the skills that a good dungeon master needs to know. Don't, Agreed. don't know. You don't have to know no. everything. You just, and you're just making stuff up. And there's no way, there's no way you can't mess up because your players are going to throw a yeah, wrench in your plans either. every single time. So even the, the best laid plans. And I think, under-preparing is actually one of my favorite I DM tips. I am going to have to agree with that. Yeah, under-prepare. That's, I mean, obviously you want to have some monsters to throw at them and some NPCs that are interesting, but I think the less you prepare, the better. Yeah. So you got your friends at school into Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, a couple of them. Okay, and are they enjoying it too? From what I see, yes. Okay, what what characters are they playing? Um, from For two of them, they... Pretty much kind of only like bards. So, I love it. Okay. Um, I've, I've, I'm trying to get them to branch out a little <laughs> bit. That's so funny. They gravitated towards bards? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Why is that, you think? Um, like bards because in my school, we have like a big music program. Oh. oh. You got to get those kids in on this. Yeah. That's and awesome. So, There's parties that are just bards. It's like gonna happen. It's like having running a rock band or something. Like people, <laughs> yeah. people definitely You're do like that. You're like a, into, a road manager. Totally. Yeah. 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 So they like playing bards. What is your favorite class to play? Um, I've only played a couple because, like I said, I haven't really gotten that much of a chance. Sure. But I tried playing a necromancer once. Oh. Okay. okay. Um, I didn't get high enough to do any of the high level necromancing. So I pretty much just went with the spells, necromancy spells. Okay. And uh, I think that my character, I tried my favorite spell with that character was either fireball or blink. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Both very good. Fireballs are good. Very good spells. Yeah. Okay, so what else have you played? What else did you try? Uh, For my first character that I have. Do you have a representation of that character? Awesome. Awesome. This Uh, is your very first character. Okay, so tell okay, me about this character. Uh, it's basically your classic uh, lawful good character, oh, but nice. not really that lawful good. They never really are. <laughs> <laughs> um, dr- gold dragonborn. Oh, you went with the dragonborn. Yeah. I like that. 
because I like dragon for that. Oh, of course. Uh, Paladin. Oh, nice. yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. his name? Um, Drax. Drax. That's nice. a good name. Yeah. Um, and background with folk hero. Oh, hero. Cool. So he sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I kind of played him a bit more. Like I read up in the monster manual, and one time when we were fighting a rock. Fifth level. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure she didn't mean us to really fight it, but more of just, well, oh, I mean, our DM, Emma. Yeah. Uh, she's, re- she was re- she's really good. Emma's the one who got you, who yeah. taught you how to play? Pretty much, okay, yeah. Cool. Um, she really, um, I don't think she intended for us to fight it that much, but we fought it, <laughs> um, and uh, someone who shall not be named got... <gasps> Uh, picked up in the rock's mouth and, oh, no. you know, classic thing. It, oh, yeah. Uh, they kind of dropped him, when, but it was lower to the ground when he's coming down. So oh, okay, that's, that's good. good. Yeah, um, he was okay. <laughs> but at the end, um, he, uh, we found him running off the cliff of a rock's nest. Oh. oh. Which, you know, like they nest in the mountains. Yeah, yes. Uh, I yes, wonder I what's going to happen to him. Did he steal an egg or something? Wait, we don't know the end of the story? Yeah, we had to pause it right then. Oh, oh. that's a good cliffhanger. cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one. It's a 10-week session there. Okay. Nice. And so I'm wow. going to have to do it next year because it's been uh, maybe a couple months now. Oh, no. Maybe like six months. So he's and just like hanging in midair over this cliff? Pretty much. Okay. Nice. That's a great pause point. Another yeah. good DM Tip. Oh, yeah, cliffhangers are the way to go. So I see you have another character sheet here. Tell me about your other character. Uh, I have I made it. It's just I've never really played it. It's the exact opposite of oh. Drax, a uh, chaotic evil Whoa. half-elf. Okay. It's kind of rare for chaotic evil half-elf. Yeah, they're not. I don't usually associate uh, them with Background evil. Outlander, but this wow. is the reason why it's chaotic evil, shadow sorcerer. Oh, oh, fun. Shadow Sorcerer. Yeah. yeah, Shadow Sorcerer. I love it. So you haven't had a chance to play this one yet. That sounds no. like a fun one. No. Is this a relatively recent creation? Uh, maybe um, so, uh, maybe a month ago. Okay. So I have a challenging question for you. Yeah. How do you play a chaotic evil character when you have, you're playing a game that's about a group that, play, that stays together? How do you make it so people want to keep being in the group with your chaotic evil character? I do do not really I, I know. I don't know either. I was hoping you knew. Asking for a friend. Yeah, this is, I'm taking <laughs> notes here. I've, I've been trying to figure it out because Chaotic Evil is a, that's a, that's a person you probably don't want to hang out with that well, much. Maybe so they yeah. project their evil on the bad people. Or you're playing with another group of Chaotic Evil people. Well, that would be crazy. Yeah, a whole Chaotic Evil party might work out. I That'd think be as a dungeon master, I would say no to that group. Yeah, that would be, that would be rough unless they, they're into a Chaotic Evil dungeon master. If you're Chaotic <laughs> Evil... I mean, can you control your impulses, or are you just always being a jerk? Uh, Well, I think that's what makes it chaotic, right? Ethan, correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm chaotic evil, I might not be evil all the time, but I'll be evil when it's fun. Yeah. Right? Like I, so you could benefit the party with your evilness. Correct. Yes. Yeah. A little bit of yeah. control there. Or is it just out of control? He's yeah. like, and this, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> Wait, Let's talk about the fun stuff. <laughs> Wait, um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I want to know his take also, on this. Also, can you correct me if I'm wrong? What a good chaotic evil character a barbarian, how do you say, zealot? Uh, a zealot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah because they're usually um, blessed by, I guess, evil gods? Sure, yeah, they could you know be. A lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's why I'm like, I defer to your judgment on this yes. one. Yes. But yeah, I think I think Azella would make an incredible chaotic evil character. Uh, I think you need to just make some characters. One more thing. Uh, what a bard with a College of Whispers also work? Yeah. I mean, College of Whisper- Whispers could go either direction, but you could absolutely be chaotic evil in the College of Whispers. Yeah. Those are all good choices. Maybe you should put together a group. Maybe you should make those characters and then just plop them in front of your friends and be like, let's try a chaotic evil session. Let's yeah. all be chaotic evil. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Let me know how that goes. Yeah, but I don't, but I wondering how you make a story for that. Yeah, yeah, it's challenging. You're, you're destroying an entire town? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. even good groups do that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they become the murder hobos, right? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Accident. That's, that Accidents happen. So you two, have you played D&D together? Yeah, mm. well, we started, when did the whole, the family started in mid-June. Yeah. Yeah, so your sister plays too, right? Uh. Yeah, she played. Um, she played with the group that I was playing with with Emma. With Emma, um, I've also tried to do a couple sessions with her. Uh, I did Dungeons and Dragons for my birthday, so I got to do that with her. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's she nice had, that you play with her. Yeah, that's she cute. has a character You're named a Willow. Oh, what elf? Yes, this yeah. is exactly the character I would make when yeah. I was nine. Oh, for sure. <laughs> what what class is her? What elf? Uh, I'm trying to remember, but I'm pretty sure it's a ranger. Ranger. Yeah. Nice. The classic combination. It's yes. very good. And I'm seeing here that you are, Ethan, you're DMing Horde of the Dragon Queen. Is that true? Um, that's what I'm doing with my family. Yeah. So yeah. Ha- have you started? Yeah. How's it going? Um, pretty good. Well, for one thing, let's see. Uh, I didn't expect this, but one for the backstory part, when they're rolling my sister, she got, I, I'm secretly a gold dragon. Oh, cool. One. And so my, so I don't think if that I, my mom was supposed to do this, to know about this, but. Moms she put, know everything. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for one section of it, when they were fighting the blue dragon that was coming in, my, my mom kind of said that if you kill her, you're killing one of her own which, Finch, I was trying to figure uh-huh. this out because a gold dragons... They're metallic. Yeah, and yeah. a blue dragons... Chromatic. Yeah, so right. how should I work this out? I kind of put it as it paused for a second, and then it was my sister's turn, which um, she, she, she um, basically thought, okay, a dragon, they must like shiny stuff. Accurate, yeah. I think everybody in the realms would know dragon equals shiny. yeah. But um, it had, like, a mission, I guess. So oh. uh, I'm surprised about this. But it kind of, she made, she did minor illusion and made, like, some diamonds, like, go really far away. And um, it actually fell at its save. It, it, it failed its save. Yeah. Amazing. But, yeah, which is pretty rare. Yeah. And they all succeeded. And the characters in the story also succeeded on every single lightning breath saving throw. Whoa. Wow. DC 19. Jeez. What? Really? Nice work. Yeah. But they still take half damage, right? Um, pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. But still, DC 19. Could have had intense. a TPK there. So, Brett, what character are you playing in this game? Am I playing Ethan? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you really do ask human him a lot, all the questions. A human fighter? <laughs> human fighter. That's Very nice. Okay. Yeah. What's your human fighter's name, Brett? Brett. <laughs> Brett. <laughs> Jet. I'm sorry. What is it, Ethan? Help me out, bud. 
I should have my character sheet. <laughs> yeah, where's your character sheet, Dad? Back at Come the on, house. Dad. That's okay. We'll just we'll make it up. I just remember we had shooting arrows that blew up. That was awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I was excited nice. about that. Very cool. And yeah. so how many sessions have y'all gotten to play? As a um, I've only gotten to play two, but I'm hoping for yeah. more. Okay. Yeah. Since uh, busy summer, cruises, that stuff. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I know Details. how that goes. You know all oh. about cruises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these, summer, these summer cruises. Now, speaking of cruises... It says that you have been to Kenya before. You like traveling a lot? Yeah. Tell me about that trip. That sounds amazing. Uh, I went on a safari in Kenya. What? Um, yeah, saw many animals. What'd you, like what? What'd you see? Um, I'm pretty sure it was a cheetah. What? Uh, elephants. Oh, I love elephants. Um, um, what else? Dad, can you please help me there? Hyena. Lions. Yeah. Lions. Did you guys see? You saw lions? Yeah. <gasps> Were you scared? No. No, you're brave. Braver than me. I feel like all of this travel can also be good inspiration for your dungeon mastering. I was just thinking that. World building. Yep. Mm. Yeah. The more, the more you learn and the more you explore, the better a dungeon master you're yeah. going to be. Because you're going to find out how weird the world actually is, how much wild stuff there is in the world that you could never have imagined in the first place. And then that'll just feed your imagination. So I think that's, that's really cool that you like to travel. What are some other cool places you've been? Um, trying to remember Armenia. What? Wow. Yeah. You guys wow. do a lot of traveling. Yeah. What are the tour spots? Nice. <laughs> Alaska. Nice. Um, yeah. Have you ever been to Disneyland? I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been there too. So <laughs> I'm never here of Crater Lake. <laughs> it's really pretty. <laughs> we, we hit have the local spots Issaquah? too. And, nice. You know. That's really cool. That's yeah. so awesome. And you like traveling. Yeah. Do you like to take pictures, or do you write stuff? Or um, I guess I just like the sights I see there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because they're a lot different from, uh, I guess, Washington. Oh, yeah. That's true. Don't yeah. just have cheetahs running around here. And you mentioned that your school has a, a strong music program. Yes. Are you in the music program? Yes. Tell me more. What uh, do you do? What do you play? The bass. The bass guitar? No, I like the bass, the, like the stand-up. Well, upright. I do play the bass guitar okay. a little bit, but mainly the acoustic bass. You're like an upright bass. Yeah. Oh, I'm what? Get, yeah. I'm you have to lug that thing around with you. <laughs> it's yeah. huge, right? Really? Yeah. You got see. I played the I flute. Think I yeah, it around yeah. Around. yeah. <laughs> Dad, Dad gets to it. Doesn't to it, it doesn't end. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been playing the bass? Um, quick thing. Three years. Three years. Wow. And what made you choose that? Uh... I think I was starting with a violin or viola. Yeah. And you were like, this is too small. <laughs> I need something bigger. No. Um, More expensive, please. But then I, but before, even before I got the violin or viola, I thought, well, maybe I should try something that no one else is doing. Oh, see, that's an excellent personality trait. Yeah. Even. And it, it, you don't, but you don't play a bard. Um, Maybe he would if people would let him play. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> probably not because I already do play music a, a lot in my home life. Right. So I have a similar thing where I don't ever, I don't ever play humans because I'm already Me a human. Either I'm the same way. Like I'm already a human. Why would I? Why would I want to escape into a world where I'm just going to play a human right. again? Are you that way too? Mm, I guess a little bit. Yeah. I see you got a dragonborn and a half elf, so you you're not you haven't played a human yet. Well, I think I might have. It's just I don't really remember. So yeah. It wasn't memorable. I create for you. characters except for I don't really play them. I guess that's fine. A lot of people are oh, that yeah. way. People just create characters for the fun of it. Yeah, yeah. 
It'll sit there with your friends, especially ones that aren't even playing the game, and they'll ask, can you create character sheets? Like, oh, your cousins recently were asking, can you create some characters for us? Uh, So I started creating a new character that I'm still working on. Imagine the classic surfer dude for medieval times. Okay, I'm there. Surfer dude. All right, medieval surfer dude, I love Uh, it. Basically, only surfs on the biggest and best. Nice. Um... Kind of, I think this could go badly, but more the danger, the more the fun. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Good philosophy. An adrenaline junkie. Dad's like, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> that only applies to certain things, you know. <laughs> like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, like surfing on Tsumis. So, yeah, like tsunamis. Yeah, yeah. I mean tsunamis. What is what is a surfboard made out of? I, I'm i just thinking a regular surfboard. Okay. What if it was magical in some way? What class is he? Um, he's a storm sorcerer. Oh, another storm sorcerer. Oh, yeah. the, the shadow sorcerer. Storm sorcerer is an amazing choice for a surfer because potentially he could manipulate the wind and right. the water, right? Yeah. If you don't Create his own waves. Yeah, pretty much. never That's have a bad awesome. surfing day. I think maybe if you were to play that, if I was your dungeon master and you were playing this character... I would put you on a quest to find a specific magical surfboard <laughs> that could, I don't know. What, fly? what would it do? Oh, flying would be very good. And then you could surf on clouds and oh, stuff like yeah. that, like big clouds. All right, flying surfboard it is. I love it. All right. When, whenever you want to play. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up. We'll do this. That sounds fun. I love dungeon mastering. So your presentation. Yes. Let's go back to this yes. for a minute. So... Um, if people haven't, we're going to put a, a link to it when Got this it. airs so people can, can watch it. But for those of us who or have people who haven't seen it yet, what can you tell them about? Like what was just like the, the general overview? Like how did you decide what to present about D and D? Um, I guess it just took a lot of thinking. Yeah. Um, I guess I just let it come to me pretty you, much. What? Nice. Like a dungeon master again. So you just you had like certain points that you wanted to hit to tell to make sure people knew about, or you were just like, I'm just going to get up here and talk about D and D. Certain points to hit. Yeah, because you had slides too. Yeah, and you showed another great video. My other favorite video about D and D, the that box video. Oh yeah, so That's good. A really good one. Yeah, that was part of your presentation too. Yeah, I really like. That's it. really good. All right, we've covered a lot here, but we haven't covered the most important topic, which is the adventure zone. <laughs> I hear that you're a big Adventure Zone fan. Have you listened to all of it? Um, all that's come out. Okay. I mean, that's all that's all that I'm aware of. Yeah. I listened to the Balance arc, that first that first arc that they did, and I haven't listened to anything since then. But I've listened to Balance like five times. I am such a big... Which of the Balance characters is your favorite? Uh, well, I like it since they did like some other like one-shots yes. with the same characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, for one of the one-shots, I really liked it. Um, Taco with the Kraken, I yeah, guess. Yeah, Taco. Gosh, Taco is so good. I think he's my favorite, too. Yeah. Um, he used a, uh, plank, like a plank to board the ship uh-huh. as a surfboard. Oh, yeah. All right. So I see why you like him. <laughs> surfboard. Yeah. Surf- there's, there's a theme a surf- here. There's a definitely a surfboard theme. Have you gotten to see their, their live show? Have you, have you ever been able to go? No. Okay. Well, I know that they, oh, there's a big pouty lip coming out, Dad. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, no. no. Sorry. There is, uh, they, usually come, they usually come around about once a year to do a live show in Seattle. It is so hard to get tickets. I've never been able to do it. But one of these days. 
Didn't you? Keep an eye out. Were you the DM for them? Yeah. Or did you play alongside I them? I was. So there, there was an event we did back in, was it June? June. June. Um, we in Los Angeles, we did a, an event called The Descent, where we did a bunch of live streaming Dungeons and Dragons games, and I got to Dungeon Master for Clint and Travis McElroy. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I freaked out when I found out that they were going to be at my table. I still, I've so I've met the two of them. They are amazing. Um, I haven't gotten to meet Griffin or Justin yet, but. One Fingers day. crossed, we'll get we'll get those boys in here one of these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Must have been lots of humor at that table. It was insane. Yes. It was a it was completely insane. Like they, Travis, Travis and I have have met briefly once before, but it was my first time meeting Clint, and so I uh, I just I had this table. It was all boys, all guys at the table, and they were rowdy. They were rowdy boys, and they were messing with me. And because like half that table are friends of mine that that mess with me all the time, uh, including my own dungeon master was one of my players at my table. And and so he was he was just like cuz i needle him every single week and he was, he was messing with me so bad but it was it was a blast those those McElroy's, i'm sure i'm sure your paths will cross someday but they're they're really sweet guys i'm glad you're an adventure zone fan anybody out there who hasn't listened to the adventure zone i don't think any of you exist but if you do <laughs> definitely need to give it a listen probably probably my favorite live play show that's one of the ones at night. I mean, he's got his iPod right there, and he's just playing those. And I was asking me, Dad, is the next one down? Has it come down yet? Has uh, <laughs> it come not, down not yet? Not ever yet. <laughs> it's be there. It'll be oh, there. and I won't tell you any spoilers, but Travis is uh, DMing the next big arc that they're doing, and he actually asked me for story help on his no. world building. Oh, Way. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I got to uh, do what? a little <laughs> the consultation on the next Adventure Zone Oh, my arc. God. That's amazing. I know. <laughs> When's that coming out? I don't know. I have no idea. But I he we had a we had a call where he like broke down the the world for me and asked me for feedback and got all that. I was like, I'm so happy to do this. Oh, and Clint was like, Hey, can you help me make a character? And so, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's just just a little just humble brag. another day in the life. This is Kate Welch. This is just a show about you know. Um, okay, so. Uh, you are, you said your favorite book is Xanathar's, right? Xanathar's um, Guide to Everything. Yeah, that was before I got all the other books, but... Oh, oh but, whoa. Yeah, but I really like Xanathar's Guide to Everything mm-hmm. because of, I guess, the options that it gave to all the new characters. Dude, I know, right? I think that's why, as far as I know, Xanathar's is the most popular 5th edition book that we have ever put out exactly for that reason, because there are so many player options. Because so many of our books are dungeon master books, right? That's like an adventure or monsters, and there's so few that players get new options. But that was that's why I love Xanathar's, too, was all those player Kate options. Kate worked on that one, too? I didn't. No. Oh, you did That was before my time. She didn't work on that one. That first, my first one was Morden Cadence. Oh, that's what I'm thinking Do you have of. that one? Do you have Morden Cadence, Tome of Foes? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, yeah! I got it all. The Volos. Volos he's got books that haven't even come out yet. <laughs> he's got so much DD. <laughs> Tell us what our 2021 schedule is. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'd like to know. <laughs> okay, so what is your? If you had to put together a dream group of people to play Dungeons and Dragons with, do you have? Is there anybody on your list? Um. Well. Like, what do you mean by that? Do you mean living like, or dead? Anyone? Anybody? Anyone in the world? They, they don't even have to know what Dungeons and Dragons nope. is. It's just a they're cool, gonna say yes. Cool you person. Ask, they say yes. They'll play D and D with you. Probably the group that I have oh. that I'm playing with right now. Oh my god, that's so sweet. That's so nice. It, how many people? Is it just you and two others? Uh, no, it's let me think. 
Who is that they? a? Who are they? Um, Bridget, Liam, uh, um, Ben, and my sister. Nice. Okay, so that's, that's a big great. group. Yeah. And how many sessions have y'all played together? Um, so far, only one. Oh, okay. All right. But this is—is is this going to be the base for your D and D club at school? Um. Maybe, maybe not. Oh, cool. I don't really know. Well, let's talk about that D&D club, because this is a new thing. Didn't you say recently somebody asked you to start a D&D club? Um, no one asked me to really start it. I kind of just wanted to do it. Oh. Yeah. I think that's smart. So did your, did, were, what did your teacher think of your presentation? I hope uh, you got a good grade on this. Yeah, I did. Okay, good. <laughs> First of all, let's start there. <laughs> um, and then what, what kind of feedback did your teacher give you? Um, I guess... She wanted me to put in a little bit more about Gary Gaiax. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, I didn't really put in as much as maybe I should have on that part. Did you say, uh, yeah, I'll work on that right after I'm interviewed on the official Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Gary Gygax who? Yeah, sorry. I'll add that in, but I'm kind of busy right now preparing for my interview <laughs> on the official D&D podcast. What did Em and Chris think about it? Um, Those are his teachers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they thought it was really good, just all in all. I guess I don't really remember their exact comments that they had. Because it was, I guess, a couple months ago. Okay. But they liked it. Yeah. They and now you're going to do a club, a D&D club at school. And yeah. what is the plan? Are you guys going to yeah. meet once a week? What's, um, your, what's your goal? Um, my goal is probably trying to do it once a week. Okay. Um, it's like, mainly, I guess, um, maybe doing an adventure for part of the time. Cool. Uh, maybe from other part of the time for the club, maybe just like, Talking about D and D, yeah, yeah. You know, one of the most fun things about D and D is making your own stuff. So it could be cool to have meetings where you guys write your own adventures, or you make up your own monsters, and then you can use those in your game going forward. It's so much fun to create your own stuff, and if, if you're having fun with it, you're doing it right. Like, there's no way to do it wrong. Wouldn't that be a blast? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of making your own content, you have a map with you, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. see this giant map. Tell me about this map and what it's for and why you made it. Um, I made it originally for, I guess, two people that I was going to go and do, like, a little adventure with. Okay. Well, well, I started when the map was really Holy small. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, it's, this keeps getting bigger. It's all taped together <laughs> graph paper, huh? <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. We have to show Whoa. this to Chris Perkins. <laughs> This is Holy cow. This is beautiful. Yeah, I started when the map was smaller, but I'm just keep on going bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so yeah, what is? Are. tell me about what this is a map of. Um, I still don't really have a name for the town. Okay, it's a whole town. You've made this up. This is all right out of your imagination. Yeah. Okay. Wow, okay. And so this is a town, and is this going to be a place where your group will get to adventure? Well, I some people have already started adventuring in it. Okay. But... Um, I guess I when I finished, aka never. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just keep growing. I think you might be a game designer. Yeah, oh, for wow. sure, for sure. <laughs> um, so when I finished, I think about actually doing like a group of new people. Yeah, and just adventuring around in it. That sounds amazing. I love yeah, it. What I, I'm very curious about what all these colored in 
rectangles. Yes. Looks like we got some coffins in here. These are these like are buildings. These are top down okay. buildings yeah. in the town, top right? Because yeah. I see the mill and I oh, see the yep. armory. Okay, I, see the um, I see the temple. Yeah, and there's a lake over there. Oh, that's yeah. a that temple is gorgeous. That is a really beautiful temple. Yeah, yeah. it took me a bit yeah. to make. Yeah, it oh, looks okay. Like the it. lake. Yeah, and then what is that um, square that says the, the west, west pasture? The west pasture. Okay. Yeah. Um, I when I when I was really small, I started making like four pastures all around just f- to make it. Maybe a little storyline in there or something like yeah. that. But um, I haven't Definitely. really gotten to that yet. That I mean, this incredible. is inspiration for you, too. You can just look at your map and be like, I don't know where I'm going to take them today. Oh, yeah. the West Pasture. What could happen there? Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So when you're creating your own town, what's your inspiration? Like, are you looking at existing D&D maps and trying to inspire yourself that way? or? Well, um, I originally just got started from, uh, do you know the book that kind of had the history of D&D yeah. on it? Yeah. On the very front cover, it had, like, all those places that looked pretty much a bit like a map here. Yeah. So I got my inspiration from that, and I guess I just kept on going. Cool. That's so awesome. Your your group must be pretty excited about this. They, they must be yeah. ready to play in this, in this town, yeah. right? And the club yeah. is going to be excited about this. Can I give you a tip about your club? Yeah. Okay. I think you need to train up some dungeon masters. Yes. I yes. like get yeah, just just don't even give them a choice. Just be like, hey, you're all gonna learn how to be dungeon <laughs> yeah. masters because you need more more DMs. Yeah. Empower yeah. them to run games, and then you can just like sit back, play if you That's want, right. DM yeah. if you want, but you'll have more people. Yeah, I probably will need that. Maybe you can teach a dungeon master class yeah. as part of your club. Yeah. Right. Like I know that you you maybe don't feel like you have a grasp on all the rules, but that could be the number one thing that you teach people. It's just like, you don't have to know the rules. Yeah. As long as you're creating a fun time for the people at the table, you're doing it right. And that's like, that's the, the number one thing to know about D&D. And then, you know, the math and all that. But that, that's like, that's secondary. So if you, if you create more Dungeon Masters, then it helps us be, and everybody in the community who, who wants to play Dungeons and Dragons is like, you can create a bunch of Dungeon Masters and they go out and they find their tables and they run them. And then that's because you taught them. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yes. How are you going to get people to join the club? Does um, the school help you promote it? or do you I, just... I am hoping that the school will help me promote it, I guess, because I'm going to go and see the prince, assistant principal Whoa. for the first week of school. To cool. talk about your club? Yeah. Oh my god! And how many I mean, that's pe- a good reason to go see the principal. Yeah. How, how many kids go to your school? Uh, about maybe seven hundred. Okay, all right. I bet you'll get a lot of people. I bet you're going to be doing this more than once a week. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know how to tell you. So this. I was mentioning earlier the Lake Washington Girls Middle School. Yep. We've had Ethan Schoonover as an interviewee on Dragon Talk before, but he was teaching and running a D&D club and a summer camp and a class at that school. And I think, I mean, I think there's only a couple hundred girls who go yep. to that school. And their club was packed. Like, they had 30, 40 members by the end, I think. So you might yeah. have a lot a That's lot. That's why of you're going to have to train up the dungeon master. That's right. Like, maybe yeah. every day of the week there's a different dungeon master. Ooh. It's, it could get, it, you could potentially, I'm just saying, it might, especially after your presentation, you might get a lot of kids that want to yeah. play. Yeah. We, listen, I know that you're still in school, but maybe it's time to start a business. Uh, <laughs> a Dungeons and Dragons school and academy. You know, you there have recently been a lot of articles about how people are making, they have got a nice little side hustle going, as renting themselves out as dungeon masters. That's true. Yeah. So right. yeah. one day. Yeah. How old are you? 12? Yeah. Okay. 
Like, like a year. Yeah. Like a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be 13. It's the, new, it's the new paper route. There are no newspapers in it. Do you even know what a newspaper is? Yes. <laughs> Back in my day, kids had to carry big, heavy bags filled with rolled up newspapers and deliver them to people's doors. I didn't because I was super lazy. Um, <laughs> what other kinds of games are you into? Um, other games, I... I guess I've heard about a game that I might want to try, um, Mutants and Masterminds. I just I just oh. heard about it, and uh, I might want to try it. That's something that I'm tr- well, I might want to get into. Nice. And um, then there's also like some smaller games known as Settlers of Catan. Oh yeah, yeah. heard of Mo- that. Monopoly. Uh-huh. Never heard of it. <laughs> it's probably not going to last. Uh, Shelly is Minecraft. the. So, oh, yeah, you're, you're a Minecraft, Minecraft person? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I like Minecraft, too. Have you ever heard of Dungeon Mayhem? Sadly, no. Oh, well, that is sad. It's time to school him. It's time to school him. I guess it's a D&D card game. Maybe we could, I mean, maybe there's a copy of it laying around. There might be. There might be a copy might of it. be something we can help you with. My favorite board game is Betrayal at House on the Hill. Have you ever played that one? Um, again, sadly, no. Okay. All right. Well, might be able to help you out. Might be able to help you out. This is so Shelly runs our whole board game division uh, here at Wizards of the Coast. So she's got access to some pretty cool games, (laughs) just in case. In case you guys need to pile stuff up in your car on the way home. (laughs) You're not not flying home, so. Oh, nice. Good. Good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Just driving. Shelly, do you have any further questions for our incredible guests? Um, Your presentation or your paper that you brought. What was the name of your paper? Why you should play Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. Okay. So um, we're probably, gosh, I feel we're like close. I could talk to you forever. I know. Why don't you just tell us some of the reasons? You don't have to read from your presentation unless you really want to. But um, wh- why should people play Dungeons and Dragons? Well, I guess it's hmm, a reason that you should probably play Dungeons and Dragons is it can help with empathy yes. because, um, as you might know, they make way too many mistakes as the players might actually be if they knew um, how the story would go in uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. So I guess you have to have empathy for the players because, well, they make mistakes and like everyone's human and human makes mistakes. So that's how it goes. Yes, I think that is the number one reason to play and Dungeons and Dragons. And that is I agree. empathy is is something that not a lot of people have it's hard for people to not everybody just just has that that trait and it's it's one of the most important things you can have as a human being as you said so that is great that is a wonderful answer do you find that playing D with your friends has actually like strengthened your friendships outside of the game do you um, feel like you're a little closer to these people um for one person like at the beginning of the year i knew him just a little bit but now um I'm, I'm, I think we're good friends. Yeah. That's it, amazing how that happens. Yeah, his name is Ben. Hey, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> he's gotten, like, I think he's gotten three of the books so far, even though, wow. like, all the core rule books, nice. and I'm oh. pretty sure if he could, he would get more books. Nice. So we, uh, we, you're saying we owe you, like, a commission here? No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Looking no, for no. royalties? <laughs> what do you want? You want, like... 10% of every book that you get your friends to buy? Oh, no, no, Side no. hustle. No. I like it. Brett, what has been, as a parent, what has been your um, 
what what's been the observation that you've made about Ethan, like before Dungeons and Dragons and after Dungeons and Dragons? What has changed? He's, he's finding his 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 clan, his group, and uh, you know, in a day like you know the society today can be really hard. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for kids to find where they fit. Yeah, and <clears throat> the uh, finding D and D. And then as you just start talking about it, someone, oh, I know D&D. Yeah. And you start to just bond. And yeah. it's not always one where un- until we got the set, we didn't really know people that were playing D&D. And between this, I, I mean, just to get to here and to be on Dragon Talk, I mean, there's a lot of just, oh, we have a D&D kit. And then you do the club and you, you meet Emma. And Emma really, you know, gets you excited about this. And then from there, there's an opportunity to write the paper and we haven't mentioned Ethan's Gildorf, who was interviewed. Oh, yeah. Ethan. Oh. He's the, I he's saw the your connection. video because he posted it on Twitter. But it was yeah. him just seeing the work from Ethan. And then from there, you guys. And then just, you might have seen yesterday on Twitter, just finding, you know, I put out there, what should Ethan have in his collection? And so many people. Yes. I just love where they're like, some people say books, and there's wonderful. And they're like, get friends, friends. And it's like, I mean, because that's part of bringing it together is just there's that social capital developed. Mm-hmm. And I love that about... Um, watching him grow and just being able to uh, uh, find that that group of people he's he relates to and enjoys. That's you've awesome. Clearly learned a lot in just a year that you've been playing D anD. I mean, like Kate is a game designer. Mm-hmm. At, she works on Dungeons and Dragons, and you're having like you're talking to her. I, I will admit I don't know ninety percent of what you guys were just talking about, <laughs> um, but you do. Like you already like you're so invested in it. And there's just like there's so much more for you to to keep discovering oh, yeah. too, and keep building on your own. So yeah. I'm excited about your future, Ethan. Yeah, I feel like we're invested. We now. could be like coworkers one day. Yeah, I'm, I'll probably still be here. <laughs> <laughs> Cremated. <laughs> you can sit next to my my ashes. A little bit. I'll sprinkle. Make sure they sprinkle a little bit of me on your desk. Well, whatever they suggested that you should round out your collection with, I'm sure we can probably send you home with it today. So yeah, well, we'll you're get, going home with. Yeah, yeah you're, sorry I, about that kitchen table. I don't know. I don't know how much swag we were planning to send you home with, but I'm like, how much I'm, can we pile on these Pelham, people? Pelham is pretty generous. Okay, good, good, good. I think we're gonna hook you up. Today, and you know then. what? We got we got a little something for summer too, because oh. I have a big brother, and. I would, he always got like stuff and I was like, oh, me, no, no. So we make sure that, I always take care of the little sisters. So Aww. she's going to get her own Yay. little swag bag too. Hoof. <laughs> no, now I don't need to share. Now so you don't have like, to share. That, uh, that's the real reason. I like this kid. Yeah. <laughs> She'll have her own. All right. Was there anything else you want people to know? Anything else you guys want to talk about while you're here? Um, you first yeah, you you first on, dad. dad. No, I mean, you're in this, this is, too now. Like I, you know, I just go back on <laughs> just watching the D and D. My brother played a little bit when I was, you know, back in the '80s, and one of my 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 middle brother there, and that was my introduction in very small stuff. And then later, you know, it's I love that he starts he starts with just the game and what it brings. You know, we, I love how he's finding the empathy and the yeah. collaboration that comes with this and building the friends. And then from there, there's all these other things that can grow and, and come from it in terms of, you know, just getting more the minis and other things. But it's all just about that bonding. I just love that part yes. of this. So it's, it's exciting best. to see. And the imagination. Holy cow. Oh, yes. This whole thing. And him and his sister sit outside and swing. 
in the backyard, and they're just talking about the D&D world, oh. and it's all the stuff is going on. I'm like, yes. holy cow, you are so in your space right yes. now. Yes, that's I love so that. good. So cool. And you know, like you're clearly a great dad, and Laura is a great mom, because you guys are like... You're totally feeding this. And, like, you know, yeah. the, the D&D-themed birthday party. Ugh. Those balloons. I'm like, why didn't I ever think to get a D, an N, and a D balloon? Like, they looked amazing. That's awesome. And then, like, in the cake, you baked a – or Laura baked a cake. But yes, she did. As a, a, was it a D20? What was it? Or D12. A D12. Well, yeah, D20. He, was, he turned 12. That's why. It was. Oh, that's oh, perfect. Yes. Yes. When he's 20, we'll do D20. Yeah, there All you right. go. There you go. You got time to, to perfect that. Yeah, that's going to be a challenge. So, like, that's amazing. Like, you're doing, you're doing such such – good work Thanks. yes so. thank you guys thank you both it is honestly so cool to meet both of i know you. i'm so happy that you made the trip we're very thank happy you. you're is, part this of this community wonderful. now everybody i'm watching i've been watching the the chat on twitch by the way and everybody's like when does this kid start his own twitch stream this kid's <gasps> gonna be a superstar i can't wait to you see where this kid remember goes us. yes yeah remember <laughs> us when you're famous please yes <laughs> You remember Kate and Shelly. Remember they all oh, remember they interviewed me on that. What was that podcast called? Because <laughs> there's been Talk. so many of them. So many interviews. See, you remember Dragon Talk. We got them. We got them. Go. <laughs> yes. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. You're wonderful. Keep spreading the word. Yep. And thanks Do for good love, work. Thanks for loving D&D. Will you please keep us posted on what happens with your D&D club and everything? Yes. Yes. Thanks. Right. I'll give you my email address. Okay. <laughs> oh, give my dad. She it. might. I'll give your dad my email address. <laughs> so I'm not gonna like, like say she will, but she does sometimes visit D and D clubs. It's true. I've, I've, I went to the Lake Washington Girls Middle School a couple of times to talk to them and and to give advice. And I would I'd happily come visit you guys. I mean, she's your, she's your friend now. You can just be like my friend Kate's gonna drop by our club. That's right. Uh, Happy to love yeah. to. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. So get that club going. Okay. All right. Okay. Done. Easy. <laughs> That was wonderful. What a cool kid, right? I'm so excited that we brought him in for that. I am so sad good. that I wasn't like that at 12. Good find. Excellent Thank find. you. I, I credit you entirely with this one. I think that I'm actually going to take all the credit. It's <laughs> legit. Um, but I, that first time I watched his little video, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I got a little misty-eyed because I just felt like that's our boy. What a sweet little soft yes. core you and have. I do. I'm very mushy. Yeah. People don't know that Adorable. because I swear a lot. I'm impressed with the level of presentations <laughs> kids have to give in school. Now. Sixth yeah. grade. Yeah. Yeah. I was not using PowerPoint in sixth grade. Yeah. I don't, that's, that's, I don't think so they had PowerPoint when I was in sixth grade. <laughs> it was they just didn't a, have computers. <laughs> a PowerPoint was, was like an a aggressive really aggressive point point at the finger PowerPoint. <laughs> 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 but that was wonderful. And really, thank you both You're so for welcome. being here. You're very welcome. Um, Kate... Where can people find you and give you great ideas about extra life and all and just give you compliments? Well, you can find me in the dark back of a cave. Yes. At the base of a waterfall. <laughs> Twice a month. How does your hair not frizz? It feels like that's a oh, terrible it environment. It does. It's terrifying. Lots of conditions. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at Kate Well Cha 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 with four H's. Four H, baby. Mm-hmm. Bart, what about you? Um, I can't say where people can find me or that would ruin the game of hide and go seek. Oh my God. I'm playing. No. You guys, <laughs> seriously. Find me on Twitter at uh, Bart underscore Carol. <laughs> go back to your hiding place. I feel place. like it's just a tick. Like I have to make a dumb dad joke. Oh, yeah. the, the dad joke. I was juju is dad. really <laughs> strong with this one. 
Yes, find me on Twitter at Bart underscore Carol. And uh, please do look for our uh, Dungeons and Dragons Extra Life team page. We'll get that uh, link up on the uh, on the website as well. It's going to be fun. Join our team. Yes. Um, you can find me at Twitter at Shelly Moo. And please don't tell Greg what we've done don't, to this episode. That's not a joke. Oh, no. <laughs> Bart rolled a seven. Uh-oh. Let me see if um, I this can get us out it of... Does. 19! Oh, a 19. That means none of you tell Greg. The persuasion check worked. None of you will tell him what we've done with this podcast. <laughs> I'm okay. In real life. Are we good? Yeah. Let's let's end it. Let's end it. Let's okay. end it all. Um, we're just going to end this whole That's thing good. right now. <laughs> Sometimes we like to end things with a little role play exercise. What is it? Like maybe you're in a cave and the base it, of a waterfall. And a base of a waterfall. And it's the And moment. there's a whole bunch of branches above your head and it looks like there's a note that says pull me. What do you do? Oh god. Um, can I inspect the note? Sure. Okay. I'm going to do an investigation check on that note. I got a natural one. You don't even read the note. You just go, what the hell is this? Okay. And then you pull it down and everything goes. Yeah, loving those levels, huh? (laughs) 